720 WGN. It is the 4th of July high atop Chicago. Skyline Studio and people are waking up. Hopefully you've been up for a long time listening to this uh, program the entire time. For those people that were up late blowing off fireworks, hopefully not um, missing any fingers this morning. And then uh, you're getting ready to think, contemplate. What is it that you want to make to make it the perfect 4th of July? Of course, you've got that cooler of maybe some uh, cold beverages, some water, some sodas, and maybe a couple beers, right? But then you're thinking, what are the foods that you want to have? Certainly you want them to taste good, but then also you want them to be, you know, authentically on brand and patriotic. If you can, a guy who knows as much about food as um, almost anyone. And when it comes to Chicago foods, he is now the resident expert, best-selling author guy. For, uh, he's the uh, dining and drinking editor for new city and the author of made in Chicago. It's our good friend and the one and only David Hammond, David, welcome to WGN. Hey. Blessing over here, Dane. so okay happy fourth of july for sure number one yes yes and so first off before we get into the food side of things how does a dave hammond celebrate the fourth of july i was thinking let me just think i'm trying to channel uh, channel the psyche is it is it sparklers or is it m80s are you are you sneaking around town blowing up uh garbage cans what are you doing no, we just uh, sit on our front porch and listen to the gunfire coming from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite entertaining. You can do that any day of the year. You don't need to wait till Fourth of July for that. So, Dave, when you were growing up, and you were you were, did you grow up in Elmhurst? I know it was in the in no. the area. No, I, I up until uh, fifth grade, I lived in the Portage Park neighborhood of Chicago. Oh, gotcha. And I was born born in Chicago. Yeah. So, how did your family celebrate the Fourth of July? Were you did you do the whole firecracker sparkler thing? Oh, yeah. You know, and all that. Uh, well, <laughs> unsupervised uh, pyrotechnics. <laughs> yes, uh, we didn't. Uh, I mean, we we would get M80s and cherry bombs and stuff from guys <laughs> selling out of their trunks. You know, this is Chicago, like late fifties, early sixties. So guys, you know, would be on the street. Their trunk would be open, and have a you know this display of these marvelous and dangerous fireworks. And yeah, we would uh, we like to uh, get the little black cat firecrackers. You know, those oh, are yeah, small, sure. about an inch long. Yep. And what we did was we stuck those in apples lit the firework, and then threw the apple so it would be kind of like a grenade. (laughs) (laughs) Throw those at your friend. That's always safe. It's like BB gun fights and all those things. Earlier in the program with Dave Schwan and uh, and Andy Mazur, we were talking a little bit about the family road trip. You know, the summer, get in there, Clark Griswold, the family truckster, and just all the fun ways that you experience. Certainly when you got to the destination, the Grand Canyon or whatever, that was it. But the way that people travel nowadays, you know, because our kids, you know, they've got iPads and cell phones and they can listen to every song they ever wanted to hear on loop and they've got headphones in it, right? So, so you know, they're kind of self-contained and self-entertained. And, you know, we were talking about you driving in a car with no seatbelts, with the windows up, your parents are chain smoking the entire time and, and you're you're left just punching each other when you see certain color cars to pass the time. <laughs> or barnyard poker, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, I remember the, we drove from Chicago to, uh, Colorado a few times because we have relatives out there. And man, by the time we hit Nebraska, I was like, I had already read all my, all the comic books I had <laughs> brought with me. We're already gone through several times. And it was just, I remember being, I think I came to understand boredom <laughs> on there right, right through Nebraska. It's like, so this is what it's like to have nothing to do for hours. Um, yeah, it was, uh, but also there was a certain kind of, uh, you were on a journey with your family, so that was kind of cool in and of itself, even, if, of. even if the countryside was not stimulating. Yeah, right. I mean, that was just, but also, um, 
Yeah, and we're looking for fun stuff to do along the way. We'd always beg my parents to take us into, uh, like, trading posts where they had, you know, some mummified Indian princess or something like that. Really, that was one we stopped to see. That that image of the mummified princess lived with me for years. I mean, I don't know. That's. I wonder if that would if that would work today, the, the mummified Indian princess. And here's the thing. As you mentioned the reading, I love to read, too. Had comic books and all that. But it was a double-edged sword because you had something to pass the time. You had things to read. Right. But, of course, right. inevitable car sickness came with that. And so then it's always like so-and-so is going to throw up, right? That was it. It was like, hey, you know, can we stop yet? Or when are we going to get there? And then it's always somebody in the car is about to puke. Yeah, we were pretty – I have never had motion sickness, so I, I had – so I'm not sure what the, it sounds horrible. I know people who do have it. My wife, Carolyn, cannot read in the car. I mean, if she's a passenger, yeah. she can't read because uh, it upsets her stomach to try to focus on words. And, you know, she's bouncing all around. Never felt that. I, I've been blessed with a solid stomach. <laughs> we'll talk about some of that in, in a little bit. Yeah, but just, so just so you know, and I'm sure 312-981-7200, a lot of listeners can uh, can relate to that. You, it's kind of like a hostage situation where someone's, you know, <laughs> they have like a like a bomb strapped to them if they're about to throw up. And like, so-and-so's going to throw up. You know, I don't feel so good. You know, and <laughs> you can't pull over because it's the highway. And, of course, the parents want to get there. And they're kind of right. caught between turning around and saying, you know, don't throw up or don't make me come back there. I'll turn this thing around or, oh, you know, it was, it was. I'll give you a reason to cry. (laughs) Right. All all the, all the great lingo for family fun. Okay. So when we come back, Dave, you're going to tee it up, right? It's going to be made in Chicago. We're going to talk about foods, not just foods to eat on the 4th of July, but what are those most patriotic, most Chicago foods? So, so keep it here. 720 WGN. It is Dane here with you. High atop Chicago skyline studio, the 4th of july people waking up people out and about people shopping maybe right contemplating what they're going to eat and they want to not only you know eat and enjoy themselves they want to be authentic they want to be walking the chicago walk on the line the author of made in chicago he's the dining and drinking editor for new city it is dave hammond dave welcome back hey dane glad to be here so do you think about it like this you know people people look at a dave hammond and now at this point in your life in your career you know people look at what dave hammond is eating right or recommending right so you feel a little extra pressure to be on brand when it comes to food yeah well although my brand is is kind of broad i mean if i can call it a brand um i'm fairly omnivorous i mean i i like going to fancy pants (laughs) restaurants and having tasty menus but i what gives me the most pleasure is finding a street food that is like a perfection of its type. And I think street food, more than the food served at higher-end restaurants, street food reflects the culture from which it came. I mean, the people in the area are eating that food. Usually they're using ingredients that can be procured in the area, and they're certainly serving food that's popular in that area. So it becomes a reflection of uh, the local community. Yeah, so Which I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, right? And so the book and talk, like share a little bit with the listeners about the book. So Chicago Great Food Town. Obviously, we host the James Beard Awards. You know, known for our for our steaks, our chops, our pizza, our hot dogs. A lot of things that are sort of in that team photo of things that are that are nationally considered mm-hmm. Chicago. But you wrote this book right where you went deep into a lot of these, a lot of new kind of uh, team members in the team photo of Chicago foods. Yeah, well, the book is called Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites. It comes out on University of Illinois Press. It's out on U of I Press. And it was written by Monica Ang, Axios reporter from Chicago, and me. And it came out in March of this year and went into a second printing like two or three weeks later. It's become 
pretty popular. I'm so proud of it, but and I think it says something about um, Chicagoans. I mean, they they they've been living with a lot of these foods all their lives. Chicago hot dog, uh, rainbow cone, deep dish pizza. We provide some insight into the stories behind these dishes, the people who created them, why they created them, and why they were so so reflective of the time in which they lived. Uh, can I give you an example? Sure, of course. Uh, Chicago hot dog. Now, this is from a chapter that my co-author, Monica Eng, wrote. Uh, Bruce Craig, who's a Chicago historian, was interviewed for this chapter, and he made what I thought was a really interesting point. He said, people sometimes attribute the hot dog to an individual, like Abe Drexler, this guy who started Flukies on Maxwell Street in, like, 1923. Um, But it wasn't just a single person who invented the hot dog. It was a number of different people reflecting different cultures. For instance, the sausage... Shows German influence, of course. Uh, Eastern European Jewish influence in the all-beef wiener. That German sausage that first came to Chicago was pork and beef, a mixture of pork and beef. Well, of course, the pork can't be in there if it's being sold by Jewish merchants. So they made an all-beef wiener, poppy seed bun. Also, those poppy seeds probably come from Eastern European Jewish cooking. Pickle and relish, same thing. Tomatoes. Jewish, Greek, Italian merchants on Maxwell Street sold a lot of tomatoes. came from uh, Mexico, of course, originally, the tomato. Um, and at some point, hot dog salesmen thought, hey, let's let's put some tomatoes on there. It'll look great. And it does look great. I mean, the Chicago hot dog is a beautiful composition of ingredients. I mean, it just looks so colorful. And like the cover of our book, looks really colorful and fun. Um, and then sport peppers, also from Mexico, and celery salt, from Chicago, because Chicago, pardon me? No, I was just, I was, so this is all great. I was wondering where, if and if you know where the, the sort of electrified green relish came up that with, was is, was the other relish just, it was like, it's got to be brighter, I don't know. Great, great question, Dane, and I don't have a good answer. In fact, no one has a good answer to that. It's hard to pinpoint where that glow-in-the-dark, uh, kind of radioactive looking <laughs> relish came from. It's almost iridescent. I mean, it's kind of like bluish green. Uh, that is an unknown. Um, and we couldn't come to anything conclusive in the book about uh, where, where the relish itself came from. Although it it could be a British thing, like a, a derivation of a British chow chow or a, like pick lily. Um, the celery salt story is, is really interesting to me. I, I, I don't think a lot of Chicagoans realize that their city used to be the salary capital of the world. What? So yeah, it, we, we could and, have been like instead of the windy city, it could have been the salary city. It sounds so much been better. A contender. It could have been a contender. That crown actually was passed to Kalamazoo, Michigan, oh. uh, sometime in the early part of the century, because both Kalamazoo and Chicago have uh, sandy soil, which celery needs, and access to fresh water, which celery needs. And there was a craze in the early part of the last century for celery. That's people were eating it, drinking it, uh, like celery juice, um, but for its, for its health benefits. And, you know, it's, it's a vegetable, so it's going to have a lot of minerals and, and you know, vitamins in there, so celery is good for you. Uh, it's interesting to me that Gwyneth Paltrow is now promoting uh, cel- a celery drink, you know, a, cel- a celery beverage as a health aid, which, you know, hey, you could be drinking a lot of things. Surely celery is not going to be one of the bad ones. Well, so, then uh, maybe it's for the best day, because I think anything that's super healthy could not be accurately or authentically so, so identified <laughs> with Chicago. No, no, <laughs> no, no. And the, the, and the salt, the salt, because they couldn't put a celery stalk on a hot dog, of course, <laughs> running out of real estate on the top of this increasingly overburdened Chicago hot dog. So they 
they put celery salt on there as kind of a stand-in because they couldn't use this very popular ingredient, the celery stalk. So, Dave, we've got we've got a couple minutes left, and so is there a way, in your opinion, as sort of the the purveyor of authentic Chicago food information and guidance to to make a Chicago dog at home? Number yes. one, because yes. we're we're known for so many great hot dog stands, but to be able to do it and kind of combine that whole Fourth of July grill vibe with the ingredients for the Chicago dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think Chicago dog is one of the easiest of the Chicago foods to prepare at home. I mean, you can buy pretty much everything you need from your average, you know, well-stocked grocery store. Um, I think the, uh, I mean, the, it, it, it's an easy it's an easy thing to make. For the 4th of July, it makes a lot of sense because of that. I mean, you're feeding a lot of people in your house. A hot dog is a super easy way to go. But it also, for Independence Day, reflects, I think, interdependence that is how this this hot dog wasn't invented by one person it was a lot of people a lot of cultural influences reflecting the waves of immigrants coming through chicago that's reflected in the hot dog so not only is it incredibly delicious i mean it's one of my favorite chicago foods but it also kind of reflects the cultural blend that we as americans are and i think that's that's really cool it's the melting pot it's the melting it's that's great i think that's great and chicago representing that with its indigenous delicacy is the melting pot that is america or especially on uh, on independence day so dave in the last like 20 seconds give people information where they can get either more information from you or the book itself uh, the book can be purchased on Amazon. Of course, it's made in. It's called Made in Chicago. Uh, you can also get it through the University of Illinois Press. I'm guessing most people are going to use Amazon. A lot of bookstores are carrying it. In fact, next weekend on Saturday at 11 a.m., Monica and I, Monica Ang and I, will be at the Edgebrook Library giving a uh, giving an hour long presentation on the book, and we're giving. We've been doing a lot of presentations all around Chicago, and we'll be at Chicago Public Library itself in August. So, uh, yeah, come out and see us, order the book, but most importantly, go out and eat some great Chicago food. All right. Thanks, Dave. Happy Fourth of July. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, man. See you, Dave. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jim Bob Morris is going to be joining us. So keep it here. It's Dane on the Fourth of July, 720 WGN. 720 WGN high atop Chicago Skyline Studio, the 4th of July, and it is a day that is filled with uh, patriotic stuff. We've got to update the slogan for us, right? It's uh, baseball racing. Now we're going to add to that hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet, and now El Bandito Yankee tequila made with 100% red, white, and blue Weber agave. And the man behind so much of it is on the line with us. Happy 4th of July, Jim Bob Morris. Hello, Dane. Happy Fourth of July to you and everybody else out there. It's uh, this is one of my favorite holidays. Um, unfortunately, uh, today I was reading that only thirty-eight percent of Americans are proud of being. Um, Americans today extremely proud, and th- that was disappointing to read. But I know this: ninety nine percent of them are going to celebrate, <laughs> and a hundred percent of the people on the phone with us right now are proud of uh, of all things going on for America. We've been talking throughout the course of the program, just kind of how things have changed over the years, as how people celebrate you know where we used to run around with you know red hot molten metal sparklers or or blowing up stuff or whatever so jim bob as a kid were there any things that you or ways that you guys or you celebrated the fourth of july that you just couldn't do today you know i'll tell you i was thinking about that day and you know i grew up in a in a small town i mean uh 
my dad was from you know Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and uh, and they migrated to Kansas, and so we were pretty country. We had things like. Um, you know, potato sack races. We had <laughs> we had we had a greased pig race. What? Uh, we used to do things like um, uh, there were stone throws. Uh, a lot of rodeos. There always be a bonfire. I mean, you you stop at bonfire right now, you're going to go to prison. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, when I think about it, you know, and, and think about some of the old stuff. I mean, we had we had you know, there were always eating contests. We had a marshmallow eating contest, which is crazy, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, we did stuff like we had tug of war contests, uh, and uh, uh, we had uh, uh, tug of war contests, and we had like uh, box car races, tub races, crazy stuff. You know, I mean, uh, and I, I, I miss I miss those days. I really do. I mean, we had the like you said. I mean, you know, when we first brought fireworks to the United States, I mean, everybody started doing home use and then, then you know, we had so many fires in the United States that everybody said, hey, let's just do one big blow up place, okay? Let's meet at the park and blow stuff up. But but no, we, we did a lot of fun stuff. We had a lot of rodeos, man. I went to a lot of rodeos as a kid. Well, you think about this, they just I think Andy Mazur in the news just announced that Joey Chestnut is, uh, you know, he, he's going for the record or he won the, the mustard belt. You know, he's really the, he is the Babe Ruth of hot dogs eating contest and he ate 72 like how many hot dogs could you even eat could you get me you know, three or four maybe you know, tops joey, joey chestnut eats 72 hot dogs <laughs> and i go back for seconds for apps and people look at me at the same you know i'm like going, hey what so look, go pick on joey chestnut well you know one other thing that's changed about it you said like a greased pig race contest you know you couldn't do that now i'm sure the PETA people would be protesting that the pig is being you know he's, he's depressed right because uh you know yeah, well, <laughs> Exactly. There's there's so many things we couldn't. I mean, you know, today's news. You know, we've got uh, um, uh, the basketball player um, in, in the WNBA. She's talking about you know how America, in her words, um, you know, sucks so bad. And and I was thinking about that. And I, I go, gosh. I mean, I look at all the things that we that we do have. And I, you know, I'm a proud American. I know you're a proud American. I know a lot of the people that are listening are proud Americans, but. You start thinking about things like, really, I mean, the freedom of speech. Um, and I know we've, we've worked really hard on it as a country, you know, equality and justice for all. I mean, I, that, that does mean stuff to, to all of us. I mean, you just go down the list of, of thinking about, you know, the pursuit of all of our happiness. I, I really believe that I'm very proud of, of our country, and I wish we had more patriotism uh, today. And I think one of the things is, I don't know that it's, I don't know if it's us as parents. I don't know if it's us as administrators. I don't know if it's us as politicians. Where we're dropping the ball, you know, in regards to all of these things that that I think we should be happy about. You know, I mean, I'm missing something. One of the things that uh, everybody agrees is is pretty all-American is racing and NASCAR racing. And to combine that and a lot of that kind of pageantry and fun on the motorsport side and bring it to Chicago. El Bandito Yankee was, you know, in full effect for so much of that happening. Your thoughts, like Jim, I've just, you know, there were so many people, especially on the NASCAR side and the drivers, certainly the people here that were sort of blown away to see those two things together. The ratings were super high. It was the number one rated NASCAR race in the last six years. So something went right. People enjoyed it. Well, I- optics as we discussed the optics of it on television it was a perfect television sport um you know i I thought it was great i i I, the entire race i thought it had a lot of excitement 
I think that, you know, the rain, obviously, you know, certainly was a damper. But when you <laughs> watch that race on television, it, Formula One is a is a big time um, a television sport. I mean, you're on a corner and they're going zoom, 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 zoom. What are you benefiting from that? I mean, but in Chicago, we had, you know, our, our own form of very unique new territory racing. I hope they come back. I, I hope there's a lot of discussion that, you know, the city was, you know, felt this way or NASCAR felt this way. You know, you'll never, we'll never know until we roll back around next year this time we're going to have it or not. But I thought the race was outstanding. And thanks for bringing it up. You know, a foreigner didn't win that race, Dane. <laughs> a guy from New Zealand. Well, but it just shows, hey, but isn't that America, right? Is that anybody can come from anywhere and you can be anything, right? So parents are telling kids, hey, you know what? You can be from any place. Boom. You can go ahead and, and win a race we're going to take a break a quick break and we come back we're going to continue our conversation with jim bomb boris because el bandito yankee all summer long not only on the racing side and we're doing it on the nhra side and the dirt track racing side but country music a lot of big festivals are coming to the chicago area we'll be right in front and center with all of them with uh, with the top tequila so keep it here it's dane fastest cars ever on the streets of chicago to the fastest growing tequila in america and the man behind so much of it is the founder, Jim Bob Morris, and he is on the line. Jim Bob, welcome back. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Happy Fourth of July to everybody. Yeah. So think about this. You know, on the racing side, we're doing so much on the tequila side with that, but also when it comes to music, some of those great memories. You know, El Bandito Yankee's been a part of uh, of celebrating those great festivals on the country music side, Country Thunder, Windy City Smokeout. What do you think it is, right? I mean, obviously, there's a great team and a passion behind it, and the product is impeccable. But you know, just the way that it's been so well received by fans of so many things. Uh, you know, I think music is is a great connection of of people. Um, you know, thinking about Fourth of July, I can't help but think about Elvis Presley and every outfit he wore looked like a Fourth of July outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring back the you jumpsuit. Know, you and I both have had a lot of fun with Elvis Presley <laughs> over the last couple of years. You know, but no, I I think that uh, the the music side we we like to connect with gathering. I mean, I think that when we built the brand El Bandito Yankee, uh, myself and and Chris Chelios, who's out he's out there celebrating on his boat somewhere today uh, you know uh, on the waters off of uh, Lake Michigan here with uh, everybody and his friends and uh, I'm, I'm stuck in the the, the, the heat wave of, of um, blooming to normal and it's already about 103 here and the fish are not biting this morning Dane the oh, fish are not biting but uh, anyways uh, no our connection on the the country music side and and the rock side and and uh r&b side everything that we're doing around the country we actually had um uh two music fest uh, in florida uh and, and and one in arizona yesterday so we had a, a ton of music events already that we were going on but i just think it's a fact of you know bringing people together in a, in a good fun time and that, that's really what what we were about when we think about this too, so the racing is going to be happening all through November. We had an opportunity to bring a couple people to join El Bandito Yankee out at for the NASCAR championship, right? And all the people competing, they got points here in Chicago, hoping to get to Phoenix with the champ to win that championship and uh, and celebrate with us out in Phoenix. And and that is going to be great as well. So on the racing side, the official tequila of race day, and it isn't even just NASCAR as big and uh, in in front of us as it is, but also it was a big part of our Indy Five Hundred. 
broadcast and of course on the nhra side with flying ryan enrico abreu you know the bar none like the best the most exciting compelling driver in the dirt track world there's i mean if you like racing el bandito yankee is there yeah is that i, I want to get rico with uh, our buddy jelly roll i want to get the two of those guys together <laughs> okay that's that's what i've seen i want to see and if you don't know who rico Ebru is you've got to look him up he's he's one of the most talented drivers in 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 the world and uh he he's he's amazing he's a el bandito yankee driver and uh uh just so much fun to watch but you know the, the, back again to our race element in, in chicago you know we ran the el bandito car uh with um alex Lebray. Uh, and, and the race got shortened on the Xfinity side, but you know I was just very excited to be a part of that deal because it was the first time, you know, and I, I knew it was going to be novel and new territory. It was just it was such a fun weekend. I mean, we had we had a great time starting on Thursday. We did a lot, you know. We had our our fan enhancement car in Chicago, and and we had you know thousands of fans got you know tried to get in and get pictures those that could get who could actually get in it <laughs> and then they couldn't get out they, they, i don't know that you tried to get in it did you try uh, no i wasn't i wasn't in the proximity of it this time around i have seen the car i haven't seen it in person since the new the new wrap on that but it's tough and for the listeners out there say why can't you get in the car well you got to crawl in through the window so if you have any flexibility issues or if you're bigger than maybe a fourth grader it isn't easy (laughs) (laughs) no but we rocked some restaurants uh in chicago and out in the burbs with it we had like i said we 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 had thousands of fans uh getting pictures with the el bandito fan enhancement the car's unique because you can actually go around you know a lot of the nascar tracks you can get in and go five laps with a NASCAR driver and you can do 160 mile an hour. And, you know, people are always going, Jim, don't you want to get in that car and do like 160? I go, well, I did that getting here. So, I mean, no, I don't need to. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Rico, who's one of the drivers for Albedito Yankee on the dirt track side. Fans of racing will know who he is. You also mentioned Jelly Roll. And so there's a big contrast there because one is is small, like Rico is is a little person, right? And then uh, Jelly Roll is, is not a little person. He's a really big person well I mean, you know you were talking about unique things you know <laughs> back in back in uh, virgil kansas and eureka kansas hamilton kansas madison kansas those places that i would associate in in, in you know my younger days they actually had what they called a fat man's race and so you had to be like 300 pounds and they had a foot race now you could there's no way in hell you could do that today day no you could I mean, not people would look at you they would be all mad because yeah. we were like you know we were picking on somebody well you know things have changed things have have, have advanced I, my kids were shocked when i let them know that there used to be that there was a show called fat albert you know and everybody knows that you know a, but of course you could not have a show like that today i don't know is is it premature to announce or even mention anything related to jelly roll i just know that he's a big fan of el bandito yankee and maybe people should stay tuned for some cool stuff coming up for some of his shows Oh, no, I'm going to make John Minnelli mad right now okay, john Minnelli is is uh, is is his uh, jelly rolls uh, manager and John's a great guy. I like John a lot, and uh, he was Jay Z's manager. And now he's Jelly Roll's manager, and I make no secret about it. I love Jelly uh, El Bandito Yankee wants uh, to be part of Jelly's uh, tour the rest of the summer, and so we're working very hard and feverishly to get that done. And uh, hopefully, we get something done with those guys next week. But I know there's a lot of Jelly Roll fans out there. I think Jelly Jelly really kind of defines uh, a lot of things about. Um, uh, America too. I mean, here's a guy that was, uh, 
uh, you know, has a real tainted past. And I think America likes a redemption story, you know, and, and we're all about uh, redemption. We're all about uh, inclusion. We're all about multiculturalism and so forth. And, you know, as a brand. And so, uh, Jelly and, you know, the things that he sings about it. So somebody was asking me, well, Jelly Roll, you know, he's got this past. I go, let me tell you something. All you need to know is Jelly Roll sang on the Grand Ole Opry. And the Grand Ole Opry is hollow ground. I mean, and those guys are going to do a heck of a lot better job of vetting who's going to be on their stage than I could ever. And so I I think he's a good fit for our brand. Uh, We want to be a part of uh, his stuff going forward. And and every concert that he has is is a celebration. So, Jim Bob, as we let you go and get back to your fourth of july safety on the fireworks and uh, and we'll have links up for at wgnradio.com for all the el bandito stuff coming up and opportunities for fans but can't thank you enough for all that you do and for jumping on uh, on the show today and happy fourth yeah you too hey and on the sign off i just want to say uh, you know everybody out there honoring and remembering you know the sacrifices of the veterans and service members that allow us to do this i i just don't know that we can ever do that enough i really i value the the aspects of what the people have provided i don't know that people really get enough thought dane about the the honoring remembering of those sacrifices and i want to make sure that we sign off with that because it's real important uh, for all of us to think about and reflect today and and thanks for the opportunity to jump on with you my man and i will see you in the upcoming days and uh everybody have a wonderful fourth and be safe all right thanks jim bob yep respect uh and honor for the men and women in uniform and of course celebrating today have a great fourth of july the rest of it 